0: coming up on The Medicine Podcast.
1: There's more and more research that's showing, you know, stronger men and women have a much lower risk of dying. Like, it's just continuing to get Mm -hmm. more and more profound. Even if you're not getting the aesthetic results that you want, you know, maybe the size of your muscles aren't as big as you would like. You know, sometimes I get frustrated by like, dude, like, I just want to be so jacked, what is going on?
0: And then I wish you could like, see yourself (laughs) through my eyes.
1: Or, Or maybe you're not as lean as you want to be, right? either way you are still adding so many points to the longevity bucket yeah that continuing like don't give up hope continue mm. working because you are adding stacks of bricks to the wall that is your vitality for years to come
0: maybe you hear on the medicine podcast that you shouldn't be eating or ingesting canola or vegetable oil because it's toxic to your dna what i never knew that um or you know you learn that drugstore makeup has carcinogens in it it's like how are they able to sell this stuff on the shelf right you don't know what you don't know
1: don't put it on top of her
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to the medicine podcast my name is Mimi and I have my beautiful muscular wonderful sonics garbed partner in life and love here with me
1: I always wonder what it's like for the people to just listen now yeah. when you describe what I look like to you because uh, they're probably like what in the F but what is going on everybody we are back on the medicine podcast with an under the red hat episode mm-hmm. fired up I'm ready to go I'm fueled by a bite of cold mitza.
0: <laughs> do you want to explain Mitzah
1: Mizza is something I stumbled upon in the day the deep forums of low carbohydrate eating years ago where you take uh, lean ground meat like turkey or chicken or even even lean uh, beef and you crack an egg in there you throw a little bit of like parmesan cheese and you know a bunch of seasoning salt i like italian seasoning and you actually use that as your pizza dough so instead of having a like heavy grain-based or wheat-based pizza dough, you make it from meat. It's called meatza. <laughs> and it's so freaking good. Like, you can actually make a legitimate crust. It's not going to be like a crispy crust. No. It'll be relatively soft but
0: it gives you the 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 mouth feel of pizza
1: yeah and we're trying to hit these protein goals baby come on
0: it is uh it's a part-time job
1: and so the cold pizza is just as good as cold pizza um on the second day so we had a little hawaiian which i know is like sacrilege for some people to have fucking pineapples on your pizza (laughs) I like it. Sorry. I love it. I think it's delicious. Yeah. And uh, so we made Hawaiian meat. last night, a little bit of sausage on there as well. Mm -hmm. So the meat was 99%. You want, you want a really lean cut of meat uh, for the, for the ground meat chip made of chicken uh, was the crust. And then we put a little sausage, a little uh, pineapple on that motherfucker. (laughs) It's really good.
0: Yeah, it is really good. And it definitely helps to get those protein goals.
1: It does. We, not we may that we may are not be talking about that today.
0: W- we are. We have nothing against real pizza. No. Just we have pizza like almost weekly. It's a it's a healthier version, but we do we don't shy away from pizza. No. But this is a it's a good way. It's a good switch up, and it's a good way to get um some extra grams of protein. No doubt. um I'm really excited about this topic today.
1: Yeah, me too. It's um, going to be good.
0: We haven't had a. All health-related podcasts, like physical body health podcast episode in uh, in a minute. It's been a little bit, so I'm excited for this.
1: There's advice all over the place, and it's so hard to like really triangulate and get to a position where you have just a, a good set of consistent sources as it pertains to what things you can be doing for a long and healthy life. Mm-hmm. Lots of quick fixes out there. Yeah. Lots of programs and protocols, and and what we really wanted to get into was like, What are some things that we've done in our life that have been paying off like for years? And we can actually see as we forecast these benefits across the rest of our life, like massive ways that we're going to be thankful for these various health decisions or practices.
0: Yeah. We get asked a lot, you know, in, in podcast, uh, you know, interviews or whatever people like, if you could go back and tell your younger self, anything, you know, sometimes we're framing it like, Oh, what I would have done differently or what I would have taught myself or whatever, you know, my, my past, the past version of myself. Well, there's a way to flip that where you can actually like think of your future self, say 60 year old chase, 60 year old Mimi. What are we going to be looking back on at 32, 33 being like, man, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that that was a part of my practice that I prioritized this. It's, it's just paid off like crazy. I'm 60 years old and, you know, X, Y, Z. So we came up with a list, three things, three practices, health practices each. So we're going to be alternating. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, general benefits and how it relates to longevity and um, and then, you know, specifically getting into what is our practice with that specific thing
1: yeah no i'm stoked for this guys if you are loving the show guess what we're on youtube we have a youtube channel now yes we do and we are trying to grow this thing it would be wildly helpful if you jumped on youtube you searched the medicine podcast no e on the end of medicine you checked us out you gave us a a a follow or a subscribe you know click the subscribe button As Mm -hmm. all the cool youtubers say (laughs) um leave a comment We have shorts on there as well, which are a little more bite-sized and and able to digest uh, quickly, but that would be super, super helpful. Of course, if you're listening to this, uh, we also just so, so much appreciate you sharing. So if you have social media and you want to share a link to the episode or, or any feedback that you have for us, it just means a ton. And uh, so we we really are intentionally leaning into growth this year in 2023 and every little bit helps. So, so much gratitude to everybody who listens, shares feedback, shares episodes. We are in this together.
0: And you're you're helping um, create... The world that we all want to be a part of, the more beautiful world that we're trying, you know, we're trying to shift things, we're trying to make impact. And uh, it's so helpful when people share either just by word of mouth or with your friends, send someone an episode, um, we can all do a little bit better in many different areas of our life. And, um, it, you know, it, it just helps us contribute to that more beautiful world that we want to create.
1: Totally. Before we jump in to these six health practices, our future selves will thank us for dearly. (laughs) Yes. I got to know what you got going on in your cup.
0: I have in my mushy mug today. It's a windy, stormy. It's like, there's like 40 mile an hour winds outside in San Diego. And it's just like, it's unacceptable (laughs) to me. It's cold. It's rainy. It's gross. So I've just wanted hot drinks all day. Um, I have in my cup, A mixture of Organifi Pure with hot water and uh, some cinnamon, just a little Mm -hmm. dash of cinnamon. And it is like a cinnamon apple cider. It is so good. And if you guys don't know, uh, Organifi Pure has a bunch of really good stuff. Um, It has lion's mane, which is great for cognitive uh, health, basically, cognition. It has baobab, it has digestive enzymes, um, it has, what else is in there? Apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, really good for digestion and stoking the fire of the gut. Coffee berry, like a bunch of really good stuff. All organic, non-GMO, glyphosate residue free. Um, And so... uh, It
1: tastes like like lemon, lime, Gatorade.
0: Yeah. So you can have it cold or hot. I personally prefer it hot or warm. So I just do hot water, cinnamon, pure, and it's amazing, healthy apple cider.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I freaking love pure. It's so good.
0: (laughs) If you guys want to grab some Organifi with the hefty 20% discount, you can use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, at Organifi.com, and that'll get you 20% off every single order of whatever you want. What do you got going on in your cup, my love?
1: Well, in my cup is just a staple for me as I podcast in my mushy mug. I've got none other than our baby Mushy Love Latte Cinnamon Swirl mixed with Organifi Chocolate Protein. Our firstborn. I have said this so many times, and I'm going to continue to say it on the show. This combination kicks ass. (laughs) It's so freaking good. It is really good. If you have not tried this yet, get your hands on Mushy Love Latte which you can go to getmushylove.com and always use the code medicine if you're listening to the Medicine Podcast. It'll get you 10% off.
0: Without an E on the end.
1: Without an E on the end. And then you mix it with Organifi's chocolate protein. Organifi's got a plant-based protein. We're going to get into protein today, but one of the things that makes it very unique for a plant-based protein is that it's got an array of amino acids, which makes that protein very bioavailable. Uh, much more efficacious than most other vegan or plant-based proteins uh, and much more comparable to that of like a meat protein or a a, a animal-based protein and it also tastes delicious it's really really clean ingredients but it has a chocolatey kind of cocoa type flavor to it so when i mix a little bit of this with my mushy love latte i'm getting this like cinnamon swirl mocha Caffeine free, Mushy Love Latte is caffeine free. It's got Mushy Love's got tremella mushroom in it, tons of benefits for skin health, for hydration, for digestion, chaga mushroom in it as well. And so the combo of these two is just insane. It's something I have at least once a day. A lot of times I have it in the afternoon again because it's not caffeinated. And uh, I love it when I'm podcasting. So that's what I got going on. In addition to, it's not in my cup, it's in my body in the form of a capsule. And that is, feel free, baby. Love it. I've got feel free capsules, 10 parts Kava, one part Kratom. And stay tuned till the end of the episode because I'm going to get into more detail about feel free. And we may or may not be, you know, offering a free product giveaway as it pertains to feel free botanic tonics.
0: We absolutely are. And this is just a little bit of a spoiler this is one of our favorite substances um to consume for uh, a blissed feeling rather than buzzed um it's a blissed type feeling but yeah we're gonna we're gonna be talking about feel free more at the very end of the episode it's gonna be woven into our conversation um so let's jump in
1: let's get into it uh Uh, kick it off for us okay future self are you telling current mimi yeah looking fly looking fresh yo girl keep doing this. Thanks for doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first I want to start by, you know, just a little bit of a disclaimer intro, if you will. Um, you know, when we talk about longevity, when we talk about like health and wellness, you know, you can't throw, uh, no, that's a bad, that's a bad analogy. I was going to say, you can't throw a rock very far before you hit the word biohack. Maybe it's fine. Whatever. You get my point.
1: (laughs) I like it works for me.
0: (laughs) This term biohack is super common. You know, people have in their Instagram handle biohacker. Like uh, when we talk about longevity, it kind of goes hand in hand with this concept of biohacking. And, you know, Dave Asprey, like he calls himself the father of biohacking. His goal is to live to 180 years old. He tells everyone that. Um, And so these two things kind of go hand in hand. And certainly we've used the term biohack before. I'm choosing to not, Look at it that way, or describe it that way, when we're talking about longevity and health and these practices. Um, you know, I it's sort of like a do-it-yourself approach to health and wellness, which I can totally appreciate. the The term biohack isn't in in and of itself bad or negative or whatever. I'm not I'm not trashing it by any means, um, but it sort of insinuates. It sort of has this connotation. You know, the word hack. It it literally means to like outsmart or to break through, or you have some secret trick that you're you know that you're pushing that secret button that you're pushing, and somehow it's going to trick your biology, right? Well, I think that there's a better way uh, to look at it to describe it. There's a better uh, there there's. more accurate language that we can use. And instead of biohack, I like the term bioharmonize. We're literally coming into harmony with the natural rhythms and intelligence of the body. We're not trying to trick the body in or out of anything. We are understanding the body um, more intimately, and then we are aligning ourselves and our lifestyle with that natural intelligence and, and that salutogenesis, which is this concept of if you have the right environment for the body, it knows what to do. It wants to be healthy. It yeah. wants to thrive. It wants to be optimal. So what is that optimal environment that promotes salutogenesis? So that's kind of the the approach that we're taking. These aren't quick biohacks. This is us leaning into getting more intimate with the biological intelligence of our bodies. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um You know, we are making space for more intimacy with the biological intelligence all around us, including our own, uh, for the purpose of living the longest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives possible. So that's kind of the flavor of this episode and everything that we'll be sharing from here on
1: out. Yeah, I love that. If you're trying to cross the river of life and you decide to biohack your way across it you go upstream maybe and you dam the entire river so that it's shallow enough that you can walk across life but maybe by lowering its waters you kill life itself you know there's little fishes and little little uh, animals that feed off of the size of the river and everything but you're technically like navigating through life easier because you've hacked yeah it versus hmm how do i harmonize with nature How do I pick up on the winds and develop Mm -hmm. a sail so that I can create a boat and actually, you know, transcend the river by leveraging some other aspect of nature itself? And working with it. Yeah, I think that's what we're trying to accomplish with with these is not to like cheat code nature. It's actually to become more aware of its holistic benefits to work synergistically with us such that we can navigate life mm-hmm. in a cohesive relationship with it.
0: Yeah. And everything that we talk about today it's not just for internal health it's 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 both and it's internal and the expression outwardly of what like I want to look good at 60 you know I don't yeah, want sure. I don't want to look like I'm 75 when I'm 65 or whatever yeah. so so we're not immune to that. Yeah. Um so everything that we share today kind of does go uh, both for internal health and external health and vitality and longevity okay let's get into it so the first one that i am sharing let's see here the first health practice that i'm going to be thanking myself for at 60 years old is prioritizing high quality protein there it is We've already talked about it. We've talked about it on other episodes uh, as well. But uh, a couple of reasons here. There's many reasons, but I'm only going to share a couple. The first is that by prioritizing protein, you will find yourself more satiated throughout the day. Um, there's a reason why it's so easy to binge eat chips, like you can sit and eat a whole bag of chips and you you look at it and you're like, I've just eaten 10 servings and I'm not even full. Um, but it's really hard to just binge eat steak, right? There's multiple reasons for this, obviously.
1: I'll put that to the test.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the reasons, aside from the chips just being crazy, highly palatable and probably engineered by a scientist in the laboratory to make you want to eat more and more and more and more and more... One of the other reasons is that it's they're quite low in available nutrients for your body to use in com- in comparison to something like steak. So steak is very high in available nutrients for your body to use. Things like iron and copper and uh, vitamin A and protein, obviously. Like there's so much more available for the body to go and use in its in all of its different. Um, processes. And so it, your body, like you get to a point, like you eat the steak and you're like, Woof, I'm good. Like if someone brought out another one, you'd be like, no, like for real, I'm good. Your body is giving you the signal you're satiated because it's like, we got what we need here. We're going to go to work breaking down these nutrients. Um, the Another reason, more muscle. We all know from 7th grade science class that proteins are broken down into amino acids that then get used by the body in a variety of different functions, including building and repairing muscle tissues. So getting enough dietary protein is absolutely essential in maintaining muscle tissue. Why do we care about muscle tissue? For many reasons. And this is really where the longevity piece ties in uh, to protein and muscle tissue. I'm going to quote Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She is a total badass. Uh, She is the founder of the concept of muscle centric medicine, and she's she's someone that I want to get on the podcast because she is such a freaking badass. But she really like centers her entire practice around this concept of muscle centric medicine. She doesn't treat people's obesity by removing things and, and uh, like focusing on removing fat from their body. She focuses on let's increase muscle, uh, muscle density, muscle tissue, muscle health. And those downstream problems sort of like float away insulin resistance, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease, when you focus on muscle tissue. So she says, when we consider the functionality of muscles, we usually think about strength and mobility, but muscle holds far more power than supporting your physical architecture. As the largest organ in your body, your muscular system is your metabolic currency, your reservoir for amino acids, and it plays a vital role in fighting inflammation throughout your body. Muscle is also the largest site for glucose metabolism, which is critical to reversing insulin resistance, aka diabetes, and preventing or even treating chronic illnesses such as diabetes or cognitive decline. Muscle is the key to longevity and aging well. As we age, our quality of life depends on our muscle health. More muscle means less fragility, fewer falls, more strength, and more mobility. With more muscle, you'll be more able to fight off illness, recover from injury, maintain cognitive abilities, and prevent chronic disease. The more muscle you have, the better trajectory of aging. I mean, I don't need to add anything to that. No. Um, I think she states it beautifully and perfectly, which is why I chose that uh, <laughs> that segment for her. Um, so what does this look like for us? I'll, I'll share mine and then you can add to whatever you like. So what I see most consistently amongst people who I respect in health and wellness and fitness is about one gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So I'll break that down a little bit in case this is the first time you're hearing that. So my ideal body weight for my structure, my height, my musculature is about 130, 135 ish. So I'm eating one gram of protein per ideal uh, per pound of ideal body weight. So for me, that's about 135, 140-ish grams of protein. So this is where the individuality really comes in because chases is completely different than mine someone who is 300 pounds is going to be different than mine again we're talking about ideal body weight so if you're 300 pounds and you need to lose weight like say you're obese and you need to lose weight work with a coach a practitioner someone who's looking at the ideal body weight and eat for that eat eat protein for that size you're not eating 300 grams of protein per day so um between my collagen coffee in the morning and my breakfast around like nine, nine thirty 30 ish is usually when I'm eating breakfast. I already get about 60 grams of protein, lots of eggs. Uh, we do like, we'll do like chicken sausage or something or Turkey bacon. Um, sourdough, uh, and Greek yogurt, granola. Uh, it's different every day, but, um, I try to get at least 50 to 60 grams before 10 AM. Uh, it sets my day up well, because then I am satiated. Uh, I can, you know, I'm, it's fueling me, my work for the next four or five hours. And, um, it's also preventing me from having like cravings and stuff throughout the day. If I just ate like, you know, a little like Yoplait yogurt in 20 minutes, I'm going to be craving something else. And it's probably not going to be that healthy. So I front load my day and Dr. Gabrielle Lyon recommends this as well. Front load your day with a savory combination of high quality protein. Um, So we eat a lot of animal products, um, again, very high quality. We'll talk about that in a little bit, what, what we use for that. Um, and then, you know, high quality protein powders to help kind of fill in the cracks. Um, so we don't have to eat like four pounds of meat yep. every day. Yep. Um, and there's no one size fits all diet out there for anyone, but prioritizing protein over the last couple of years after not prioritizing protein for most of my twenties, I was the smallest I've ever been, you know, in my late 20s, um, you know, size 25, which is tiny, but I lost so much muscle. It wasn't like I was only losing fat. I was losing muscle density, which we know for the reasons I've just explained, you want to hold on to as much muscle as you can as you age. So, um you know, just looking at how much effort it takes to really hit your protein goals. I look back at my twenties and I was like, I wasn't even close. No. Right, I was probably maybe 60 to 70 grams of protein per day. So, you know, um, it's, there's some individuality here. And if you don't feel comfortable, like find someone to work with, yeah. find someone that you do trust that knows what they're doing that has been doing it for a long time um you can also read the book uh how to eat move and be healthy by our mentor paul check he goes through a lot of really uh sound advice in there as well is there anything that you want to add to that
1: yeah uh i mean so much this is such a sweet spot for for me and something i've just spent hours and hours and hours bro sciencing my way through and
0: did you know that Mushy Love Latte contains three to five times more organic mushrooms per serving than almost any other mushroom product out there? How did we do this? Well, we started with the question, how do we get the most mushrooms possible packed into each scoop and still make it delicious? It took us a while, but the result is a whopping one gram of chaga and tremella in a mixture that tastes like a liquid cinnamon roll to support robust immunity glowing skin and hair and overall cellular hydration all organic ingredients no weird fake sweeteners and our mushroom growers have over 40 years of experience they are ogs in the mushroom industry we weren't interested in creating anything but the best for you guys and ourselves. Grab a bag of Cinnamon Swirl Mushy Love Latte at GetMushyLove.com and you can use the discount code MEDICIN, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, just for being a valued listener of the podcast. Enjoy.
1: Um, I think a couple key points is that I would suggest with every meal having a, unless you are have chosen the route of not eating meat, which I'm totally fine with, totally great. But all, like, my belief, and that's validated through lots of extensive research into this in my own life, is that a animal-based source of protein with every meal is critically important. So the way that I kind of, like, bucket these these big protein targets I'm trying to get about 175 to 200 grams a day is that I'm eating 40 to 50 grams at every meal. That's three meals a day with usually an animal based uh, form of that protein. That's meat, eggs, fish. I don't think I'm dairy, dairy. Right. Um, And then one to two supplement versions of protein, protein powders and or protein bars. What I used to do in my twenties was, think that i could hit my protein targets by consuming two to three different kinds of supplements a day having one big meal in the evening your body doesn't absorb more than about 50 grams of protein at a time and it takes usually about 20 grams of protein maybe some some would even say 30 for your body to change from a catabolic state to an anabolic state and begin repairing and building muscles from that so that's just a, a little bit of advice um for me, I know you mentioned sources of protein. So uh, while we're here, let's talk about my two favorite sources of supplemental protein in the form of protein powders. I already mentioned it once today that's Organify uh, protein powder. This is a really great mm-hmm. alternative to animal based protein. One, because oftentimes whey protein will give you a stomach ache, it, it, it can be uh, highly inflammatory for people. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit whey protein. Yeah, depending out there. on the quality. Um, so I highly recommend Organifi. Plus, it's delicious. Yeah, it's got a bunch of other micronutrients in it as well. well a lot of times, an animal-based protein, you just you're just getting protein. That's it. So, highly recommend Organifi uh, protein. I usually have one to two servings uh, um, mm-hmm. of that a day. Yeah, me too. And then Keon's Whey Protein. It's a grass-fed protein. It's the cleanest protein I have ever taken in my entire life. It's delicious. It's low calorie. It's twenty grams of protein, chocolate and vanilla. Um, I have that uh, at least once a day. yeah. so those are what I would suggest. and then always buy organic. If you're buying beef, it's grass-fed grass finished. If you're looking for chicken, it's pasture raised organic chicken. Uh, same with eggs, pasture raised, organic um, fish would be wild caught
0: mm-hmm. um, yogurt or dairy sources. We drink raw cow's milk. yep, um, and we, for yogurt, we choose organic. Um, if we're going to have dairy, um, like yogurt, uh, not plant-based yogurt, we choose, uh, grass-fed yogurt sources. Yep. So be aware that there are kind of hierarchies to the quality and just do your best with what you have available to you with what your budget will allow. When in doubt, grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic is always the best bet.
1: And we offer a discount on where we get our meat, which is Wild Pastures Mm -hmm. uh, at the the Medicine Cabinet. Mm -hmm. So Wild Pastures is amazing. It's delivery, grass-fed, grass-finished, regenerative farms, local farms. Um, It's an amazing, amazing uh, thing that we've done for the last like nine months. Yeah, And it's just totally transformed the meat game.
0: It's the best deal that you'll get on organic meats Um, it also they only source from local regenerative farms so depending on where you are in the country they're sourcing from local farms around you Uh, it's not coming from like one big factory or one huge farm it's like you're supporting local regenerative farmers that's the other piece that i love it's like the energetics behind it it's not just all about like oh we saved 50 cents it's also like what are these farmers doing to support our earth you know yep. and so these are regenerative farms where they're working with the soil they're not tilling they're not using chemicals they're not using pesticides they're working with the earth to to create more abundance for our future selves yeah
1: so totally yeah that's a it's a big topic we could get into it more and <laughs> know we, we spent quite a bit of time on protein and and uh, rightfully so it, yes. it's really important but one that goes literally hand in hand with yeah. protein consumption almost like is we planned it what i would Thank my younger self when I'm 60 and say, dude, thank you so much for prioritizing strength training. So we talked about nutrition in the form of protein. That is anabolic. That's building. That's restorative. That is a yin to the yang. That is movement, exercise, strength, Mm -hmm. stress, push. This is the counter to the nourishment that you're getting through food would be now all right let's build something from this let's Mm -hmm. communicate to our body that we want to make use of this fuel that we are giving it and strength training specifically focusing on strength gains over even just like cardio or stretching or this is like actually pushing yourself to Increase the capacity that your muscles and your body has for pushing weight around or resistance around uh, is something that has wild benefits. Why? You're, You're literally getting stronger. You're able to lift and endure more things physically. It keeps your metabolism burning, calories, more effortlessly, more efficiently. More muscle on your body will quite literally help you maintain a proper healthy body weight and body fat percentage uh obviously with balanced eating the, that combination balanced movement balanced eating uh, eating proper sleep you really won't have to be performing some sort of algorithm in order to find a healthy body weight and body fat percentage it's it's actually quite simple when you put some of mm-hmm. these big rocks in place uh strength training lowers your risk of injury, improves your bone health, your yeah. joint and your muscle, uh, health, flexibility, mobility. It, it's good beyond just, just your actual meat suit. It's great for your mental health. Mm-hmm. It's great for your sex life, your sexual health.
0: Hey-o. Um, <clears throat>
1: strength training is signaling your body. If you push something and you can't push it much further, You're giving a signal to your brain, dude, I need to be stronger. Mm -hmm. That communication provides an anabolic response, thus creating this this vital version of yourself that maybe you could not have achieved had you not pushed past that point of resistance. This has so many benefits. Mm -hmm. And specifically longevity, which is kind of what we're talking about here. Like People who lift weights often really don't even realize that they are playing the longevity game. Mm -hmm. A growing body of research now around resistance training and strength training specifically would suggest that it's adding not just years to lifespan but years to a uh, health span
0: yeah quality w- of life which
1: is this idea that, y- that you have a shit ton of years but how many of them are quality mm-hmm. well let's maximize the quality of these years yeah. Um, there was actually a really recent study. This is last year. Heberman, I think was talking about it. Uh, it's a Japanese study where researchers linked muscle strengthening activities to a 15% lower risk of dying from any cause during that time period. Wow. Like totally wild. The resistance exercise was linked to lower risk of cardiovascular disease, like 17% lower cancer, 12% lower and diabetes, 17% lower your strength in general at any one particular point in time is actually a really good predictor of what your future health is going to look like there's more and more research that's showing you know stronger men and women have a much lower risk of dying like it's just continuing to get Mm -hmm. more and more profound you're even seeing it in like mainstream articles that show up on like nbc and cnn which a lot of times they're like you know funneling you into a pharmaceutical but in this case they're like oh my god wow like exercise is fucking amazing even if you're not getting the aesthetic results that you want you know maybe you are the size of your muscles aren't as big as you would like you know sometimes i get frustrated by like dude like i just want to be so jacked what is going on
0: and then i wish you could like see yourself through my eyes
1: (laughs) or or maybe you're not as lean as you want to be right either way you are still adding so many points to the longevity bucket yeah that continuing like don't give up hope continue Mm -hmm. working because you are adding stacks of bricks to the wall that is your vitality for years to come strength training becomes even more important as you age i think it's like so obvious everybody can can resonate with this where you see somebody especially somebody you care about their their frailty as they age their bone density Well, this is actually quite literally what strength training promotes. Mm -hmm. Some of the benefits are around bone density, the ability to uh, lift and push some of these very primal movements. Maintaining that uh, functionality is so wildly important. Again, this is signaling to your body that I am still vital. Mm -hmm. You can continue to do hard things. I think ageism is like literally a, a, a virus in the mind of so many that you just lose all of these physical capacities as you get yeah. older, and, and or you just accept it, right? Like, totally.
0: Well, I'm 50 now, so I can't do X, Y, Z. Like I think that that's uh, that's an attitude that we can do our best to like resist and lean into all the things that you're talking and about. I think a
1: part of it is this idea that you have to be a gym rat or a muscle head yeah. or a triathlete or something to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't. No. Actually, data suggests that even one to two sessions of 30 to 60 minutes that are, are higher intensity can have the same longevity benefits yeah. as people who are working out five times yeah. a week. Now, they might have a better aesthetic because they're fine-tuning little yeah. pieces of what they look like today, but as it pertains to some of these benefits long-term, it's really, really similar. Mm-hmm. In fact, you actually might be risking if you overdo it. So, so the more idea isn't always better yeah. for longevity. You might get the results you want today, mm-hmm. but if you're pushing beyond a level that is healthy, you might actually have to borrow from the longevity bucket yeah. in order to support today. Yeah,
0: and you've seen that with like bodybuilders. Bodybuilders
1: die young. They it's just got, the way that it goes. Yeah, Like, think about it.
0: But they're also, in like it's not... Ana, most...
1: Anabolic is growth, yeah. growth. Yeah. Well, it's also speeding you up. Yeah. If you have a relatively... Uh, loose let's just say 75 to 100 years of life on this planet uh, and you are adding lifestyle factors and quite literally anabolic steroids mm-hmm. to grow you're speeding that entire process up of the body and so you might be kind of like shortening that window of, lo- of yeah lifespan.
0: and i'll just say most bodybuilders are not natural they're on some sort of juice
1: which gear, baby gear gear <laughs> i'm not on any gear yet <laughs> So what does this look like for me? Um, strength training is fucking absolute priority for me in my life. So much more than just the aesthetics. It is a mental. Yeah. I have to do this. I have to be able to push push through things.
0: Well, and you just feel good from it. You just yeah. feel like your body. You you've described it to me as like oh, it's like flossing. You yeah. know,
1: it's like flossing. And I'm not like a I'm not a a meathead. Like I'm not a gym bro who I, I work out at home. I work out in a home gym. No
0: offense to gym. bros. I just,
1: yeah, no, I love them. They crack me up. <laughs> um, so what that looks like for me is I actually lift weights five to six times a week, almost exclusively in the morning. That's, that's what I prefer. I have one heavy up, upper body day a week, one heavy lower body day a week, and then three full body workouts. One of which is usually an intense full body. And the other two are quite uh, low impact there. Mm-hmm. They might be mobility, Uh, they might be some form of active recovery or like a trigger session where I'm just warming the muscles up, just communicating to my body that, Hey, I'm restoring. But what I'm, what I'm telling you right now is that I I still want Mm -hmm. you to have your attention on these, you know, various forms of, of my strength. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I also do a steady state cardio about once a week, man, I feel better at 32 than I did at 22, like maybe even better than I did at 18. And, and Having this combination paired with nutrition, paired with healthy sleep and rest and and recovery, uh, but also this strength, stress, uh, push protocol into my life is just yeah. uh, absolutely life changing.
0: And I would say too, adding, you know, we talked about this with Sal Distefano when he was on uh, last year. the The process of falling in love with physical fitness and yeah. wellness again you don't have to be a gym rat you don't have to be a gym bro you can do it in your basement like but falling in love with the process of fitness and getting fit and adding muscle to your body it carries over to so many other aspects of life career like you're you're setting yourself up to constantly remind yourself like i do hard things I can do hard things. I can get through this. I just proved that I can do hard things because I just, you know, deadlifted 200 pounds or whatever. So it's, it's more than just the physical, which we've, we've mentioned. Um, I thought I would just maybe mention what I do just to, to give some reference to the ladies. And again, um, this is something for men and women lifting weights is not a man's thing. Being strong is a human right. Um, Um, And by lifting weights, as a woman, you're not going to bulk up overnight. It is incredibly difficult to bulk. (laughs) You know, people make it their job to do this. So I just want to, if there's anyone out there that's like, I don't want to get bulky. Most women want to be toned is the word that they use, right? Well, tone just means that you have muscle and that your skin is, uh, you're able to see that muscle You know, like on your body, uh, and it creates really nice curves and things. So um, I'm all for it. I love it. It is absolutely a practice, and I've completely fallen in love with feeling strong. Um, for me, I usually lift um, depending on my cycle. It's usually about three to four times a week, usually four. But if I'm on my cycle and I'm just feeling low energy, I might go for uh, I might do yoga or I might go for a long walk um, in the morning or just completely rest. So usually four strength training sessions per week. I work with a coach, um, not because I need it, but because I like having. Uh, a sounding board, someone to throw ideas at, uh, and I like her. You know, creating the the my my programs for me. It's just more fun for me. So if you don't know where to start, find someone that you trust. And if you don't know how to do that, DM us. We can point you in the right direction of someone that we know and trust and respect in this field. But um, yeah, that's what I do. I usually will also. Um, I usually will do like a, a yoga session uh, once or twice a week. And I just, again, just listening to my body. I don't have set days that I do things. Um, I just listen to my body. And um, most of the time I'm, I'm feeling really energized and excited to lift some heavy things. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Great. Uh, jumping into your next thing.
0: My next health practice that I will be thanking myself for at 65, 75, 85, is Immune Intel AHCC. Come on. Come on. Um, If you're a new listener or watcher, Immune Intel AHCC uh, stands for... HCC stands for active hexose correlated compound. I talk about it a lot on my Instagram, um, but if this is the first time you're hearing about it, it's kind of a unique uh, supplement. We call it the mushroom unicorn because of how unique it is. And it comes from the mycelia of shiitake mushrooms. And shiitake mushrooms have been used for thousands of years for their medicinal properties. Um there's a host of benefits, honestly a laundry list of benefits behind Immune Intel HCC. It is one of the most clinically researched immune supplements in the world with over 30 in vivo human clinical trials. So this stuff is legit. A few reasons, uh, a few benefits rather of Immune Intel is one is increased immune surveillance. All right, I'm going to kick it to you for a second. What's the second leading cause of death in the world? Cancer. Yes, the C word. We're all affected by it. We all know someone who's been affected by it, right? Um, Of course, the C word is multifaceted, but one of the trends as we age is decreased immune function more specifically, what's called immune surveillance. And this is the ability of your immune system to recognize and deal with things like viruses, bacteria, toxins, mutated cells, aka cancer cells. So AHCC actually increases the immune surveillance by increasing NK cells, natural killer cells. NK cells are the generals of the immune system. They are your front line. They're really directing, hey, here's this thing. What do we do with it? Okay. Um, So they're so integral that if your NK cell count is at zero, death occurs. You're, You're dead. Like you're done. So that's how important they are. Um, and HCC has been proven in clinical research to increase NK cell activity up to 300 percent in a very short amount of time. Wow. Next benefit I'm going to talk about is HCC also has very powerful antioxidant effects. Oxidation literally is the aging or the deterioration of cells and tissues. This process happens naturally for all of us. That's what aging is. But for some, it happens faster than others. A good example of this would be smoking, smoking cigarettes. We all know someone who is a cigarette smoker, and they usually look much older than their actual chronological age. Their biological age, you could say, is older than their chronological age. This is because cigarette smoking is it increases oxidation in the body. So HCC has demonstrated in clinical research to help facilitate powerful antioxidant enzymes like superoxide dismutase that helps remove their job. Their job is to help remove this active excess oxygen in the body that then translates to a slower aging process. The next benefit I'm going to talk about is AHCC can help lower systemic inflammation. So if you go get a blood test done, one of the markers that your doctor will likely look at is, um, is called C-reactive protein, CRP. They they look at this uh, to kind of understand where your inflammation levels are at in your body. So high levels of, of this protein, CRP, you know, We would see that with things like cardiovascular disease, uh, infections, pancreatitis, and uh, many different cancers. HCC has been proven in clinical research to reduce high CRP levels and therefore reduce the risk of those related chronic diseases. So to recap, immune intelligence, inflammation, we just talked about that antioxidant you're getting like a trifecta of intelligence to arm your body to gift your body with more tools so again we can engage in like in salutogenesis where the body has what it needs to be healthy we're stacking the deck in our favor and providing the body with even more intelligence to do what it knows how to do which is heal itself one of the questions I receive most on social media is, what do you use for your teeth? How do you keep them so white? And my answer is always the same. I keep them insanely clean using high quality dental products. My personal favorites come from Living Libations. They are the most effective and cleanest that I've found. Like their triple mint enamelizer toothpaste. This is formulated with a very special ingredient called nano Hydroxyapatite is a mineral that occurs naturally in our teeth, saliva, and bones. It helps keep teeth looking white by sealing the pores of the surface of the enamel and encouraging the natural mineralization process of our teeth. So teeth are healthy, mineralized, and more resistant to staining and discoloration. Myself and many other dental experts agree that hydroxyapatite is superior and safer than fluoride. To try the Triple Mint Enamelizer Toothpaste or any of the Living Libations products, visit livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICINE for a discount. And to learn more of my holistic dental tips, listen to episodes 79 and 84 of the Medicine Podcast. When we know better, we can do better. Enjoy. Um, so, our practice what do we do? How do we engage? How do we take AHCC? This is one of those things that's non-negotiable for me. I take it every single day without fail. Um, when we're talking about what what our future selves are going to look back on and be really grateful for um, that we're doing now, HCC is absolutely super high on the list, top of the list. Yes, I want to age gracefully and beautifully, and I want my skin to look beautiful when I'm 65. But being wrinkle free doesn't matter if you're dealing with one of these other chronic diseases like cancer, like cardiovascular disease, like diabetes, like obesity, all these things. So, those take precedent for me. Um, And personally, so I take two capsules of our Immune Intel AHCC every day without fail and then i also increase to three or four capsules a day if we're traveling or if we're around someone that's been that's been sick or if for whatever reason i'm just feeling like i'm coming down with something or just like you know i I feel like my body's fighting something i'm going to give it an extra a little extra zhuzh if oh, you yeah. will, yeah, oh, <laughs> to the, fight whatever's going on. The
1: amount of times that we've just hyper-dosed HCC when some we feel something coming mm-hmm. on and it's been able to nip it in the bud. Bud yeah. or butt? Bud. Bud. I always thought it was the bud too.
0: Nip it in the Some bud. people say butt though. It could be both probably.
1: Um, but it nips it in the bud. <laughs> and it's not that you're like, oh, cured overnight. It's that you, you're going to get the symptoms. You might get the head cold or whatever, but it's like half a day, yeah. maybe a day. And so, it's just been the ace up the sleeve of this poker game of life that we play, Yeah, having AHCC on hand.
0: It honestly can and does benefit anyone with an immune system. Yeah. I get that question a lot. It's like, is it only for people with HPV, you know, or can I use it for, you know, I'm generally healthy. I'm like, yes, please. Like, I want this peak immune system intelligence year round. Every day, day in and day out for the rest of my life, we're never not going to have things coming at us.
1: Even in the summertime, you get allergies. When you travel, yeah. you're exposed to different uh, biomes in the food that you're eating and the environments that you're in, and having your immune system, which is this first line of defense to just change in an, an mm-hmm. environment at large, is such an ally.
0: Yeah. Yep. So if you guys want to learn more about AHCC, of course, I have a ton of information on my Instagram. You can go to our website, themedicine.com. But I also have a free AHCC guide. In the the link in my bio on Instagram. So click the link in my bio, and you scroll down a little bit, and you'll get prompted to download a free Immune Intel HCC guide. It talks about benefits, it talks about safety, it talks about the clinical research, it talks about dosing. I get a lot of questions around dosing for you know say like kids or someone who's dealing with X Y Z. Download the guide, and you'll find a lot of information in there. If your answer isn't questioned, of course, uh, my my DM door is always open. You can always ask me questions. And um, if you want to order Immune Intel, you can always use the code MEDICINE. We, that is exclusive for our podcast listeners. All right. Love it. Mushroom next, unicorn. Next up for you, my love.
1: Man, the next one for me is light. And, and using, or I should say developing a relationship with light. That is very, very productive and effective for my life. And what do I mean by light? I mean sunlight as well as red light devices for red light therapy. So I'm going to start with sunlight. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts, so I'll, I'll be brief, but it's so important. We've got morning sunlight and evening sunlight or late afternoon sunlight. In the morning, viewing sunlight, ideally, you know, like without sunglasses for roughly 10 minutes for within the first couple hours of sunrise triggers the first dopamine release of the day which generally provokes promotes like motivation and a, a sense of feeling well good like believe it or not it's not just like in your head seeing the sun in the morning getting it on your eyeballs makes you feel chemically better
0: question sure <clears throat> what if it's cloudy
1: uh same effect sunlight goes through the clouds you might need a little longer actually cloudy days they suggest that you spend more time outside but Um, if
0: if it's light out the sun's out
1: yep and and it helps with your circadian clocks these these internal clock mechanisms that uh, sort of regulate when you're awake and tired and 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 the kind of the key piece behind this is cortisol release so a light exposure early in the morning is a signal to the body to release cortisol this is kind of like a wake-up signal And it will promote wakefulness and focus throughout the day, as well as help you time when cortisol should be uh, lowering and slowing down in the afternoon and evening such that you can find yourself in a place of rest and or sleep. Um, So waking up with a few sun rays in your eyeballs is obviously pretty good. There's been multiple studies that have confirmed that morning exposure to natural light improves sleep at night but alertness throughout the day, which are these kind of core aspects of living a vital mm-hmm. day. And, and, and
0: everyone wants that. I want totally. to be more energized. I want to be more alert and you know cognitively with it during my day, but I also want to sleep better. Like light is one of your... One of the uh, tools that you can lean into.
1: So in addition to dopamine, which we talked about, and cortisol regulation, which you talked about, there's also vitamin D that comes through the sun. People talk about this all the time. But that exposure is linked to uh, lower risk of depression and uh, just overall wellness immunity support. Vitamin D, critical. Uh, sunlight in the late afternoon. So as the day is coming to a close and the sun is setting, within the last two hours of sunset. So we've got the first two hours from sunrise for the morning protocol, last two hours of sunset for the evening protocol. This, as the light hits your eyes, is a signal to your body to begin slowing down. Mm -hmm. It's to start to titrate that cortisol down to a level that is uh, more indicative of the body being in a state of rest, eventually sleep. Having this proper signaling increases testosterone increases mood increases your ability to function properly and have a a vital thriving awake the following day so critical um also if you want the late afternoon sun uh, set to be effective avoid bright artificial lights past like 3 or 4 Mm -hmm. p.m whatever you can't avoid it all together but get red light blocking or blue light blocking glasses which ours are red so we always say red <laughs> light blocking glasses but it's actually blue light blocking glasses and start wearing them you know after four or five which is what we do Yeah, um,
0: I want to pause there for yeah. a second <clears throat> and I want to mention before we move on from sunlight we've all been told by parents teachers professors health experts in the you know government whatever to avoid sunlight because what it causes cancer oh, right like bullshit it's so backwards it's so bs um and there's n- there's no way that sunlight has all of these benefits that what you what you just described but somehow is causing us to be sick on the inside in the form of cancer, right? So this was something that I didn't really uh, understand until a couple years ago. And recently I went through a course and uh, it was all about metabolism and everything. And she talked a lot about sunlight and how the foods that we ingest react inside our body and can either act like internal sunscreen or It can act like fires that are being activated uh, through this process of what we already talked about, oxidation. If you're eating a diet that's high in processed foods that include things like seed oils, vegetable oil, canola oil, these are called polyunsaturated fatty acids or PUFAs for short. So if you have a diet that's super high in PUFAs, you are gonna be more likely to burn in the sun. Most people are eating a sad American diet. So most people who then go out into the sun are going to have bad reactions. But you can eat in such a way that acts like internal sunscreen. And one of the ways to do that is by decreasing the amount of PUFAs in your diet. We've done this more strictly over the last year, getting rid of a lot of like nut butters and almond milk and stuff and just being more aware of where they're hidden. And we literally do not burn.
1: Yeah, this is this it's, is cellular it's crazy. health. Crazy. It is cellular yes. health. We we talked about it with HCC um, and oxidative stress and as it pertains to the cellular health of the body. Your skin is made of skin cells. Yeah. If those are compromised, they're going to be susceptible to threat, which sun can be if you don't have the proper uh, Whole healthy cell to, yeah. to work with. And uh, I should note that evening and morning sun is a different sun than daytime sun. And it's the angle that it hits the atmosphere that promotes some of these signaling sunlights into the eyeballs and so it is very specific why i say to within two hours of sunrise and and within two hours of sunset is that because the the specific sun rays that are running through the atmosphere look different and are are received different by the eyeballs than that of sun that's directly overhead typically you are more prone to burning outside of these windows of sunrise and sunset um but also supported by having a a robust cellular Uh, health profile within your body
0: another episode another time for sure don't even get me started on sunscreen but
1: (laughs) so kind of the part two to light is i wanted to talk about red light therapy and this is kind of more under the biohacking umbrella because it was essentially just discovered all of these benefits of of light and people are like how do we actually like start simulating the light benefit experience through devices and panels and things of that nature uh juve is a company I've been loyal to for a long, long time. Been using Juve red lights <clears throat> for five plus years. Know them well. We had a podcast. Um, we had two. Two podcasts, but with with Wes, who's the chief marketing officer at Juve probably a couple years ago. Um, but I'll, I'll be brief here, and, and, and this one's going to get a little sciency, y and, and I'm pronouncing words that I had to write down that are probably incorrect, but just bear <laughs> with me. So red light therapy, this is kind of the the second tier to how beneficial light can be for overall longevity. Red and near-infrared light has been studied and proven to help reduce pain and inflammation, promote healing, and prevent tissue damage, among other things. Red light therapy, which is technically called photobiomodulation, Love it. suggests that visible and non-visible light has a biological effect on humans, leading to like an array of overall health benefits. So, human cells contain an enzyme called cytochrome C oxidase. It's actually believed to be a photo acceptor for red and near-infrared light that absorbs photons of these lights, helping cells create, this is something probably most people will understand, ATP. ATP is the powerhouse of the cell. It's the energy the body uses to actually function, okay? So to simplify, when red and near-infrared wavelengths are absorbed through the skin, our cells' potential to produce energy increases so like picture a solar panel they use this they use this analogy when you talk to them about how this works and i love it picture a solar panel and how the internal components convert light energy into usable electricity so our bodies are designed to do a similar manner as it pertains Mm -hmm. to healthy light so that's just freaking rad to me we're light bodies we're light bodies um so why is this supportive of longevity well More and more, as more and more benefits just keep coming out about red and near-infrared light. There's a
0: ton of research on it. Yeah,
1: they're, they're, of course, starting to treat very specific conditions, but even more clear is the general wellness tool that light has become that promotes healthy cellular function, cellular communication. So this is ensuring that blood and oxygen are continually flowing throughout the body, giving every organ a greater chance to to properly function. So like, where is this showing up specifically? Well, like literally healing from injuries, uh, from chronic pain. People who've got aches, uh, muscles in their joints, skin health, like the the appearance of health, the aging of the skin, um, supportive of sleep. Also, there's cognitive mental benefits to exposing oneself to this uh, red light. Um, And then there's hormonal benefits as well. So we talked about oxidative stress like multiple times. Red light is actually supportive of reducing oxidative stress in our cells. So much so that even seemingly beyond repair damaged cells have the potential to be restored through the exposure to some of this light. So I love red light therapy. And the the, the thing about it is that it takes consistent use over long periods of time. You're not gonna step into a red light session and wake up the next day and feel healed. It is one of these things that is, it's kind of like certain supplements you feel tomorrow. Other supplements you take for months at a time before you start noticing the benefits. Like creatine is one where you consistently take creatine for weeks and weeks and weeks to start experiencing the benefit. You need consistency. You can't take a serving of creatine this week, serving of one next week, and and look for your strength.
0: Yeah, you get healthy the same way you get sick a little bit every day over time. Yeah. And so this is, this is one of those things. It's, it's working into a healthy lifestyle.
1: So I have a full-body Juve light panel. Um, I have a handheld Juve light that's about you know six by eight inches. And then I've got a half-body Juve panel. And so what my protocol looks like between the Juve light devices as well as my sunlight exposure is that I wake up every morning. I do about 10 to 15 minutes on the Juve light directly on my face. I'm usually sipping a non-caffeinated drink. It's got a ton of minerals, got lemon water. And this is kind of my waking up phase. Uh, I then do mobility and a stretching protocol for about 20 minutes in front in front of the full juve light panel, full body, red light exposure. And then within the first two hours of sunrise, like I mentioned, this is probably at least five days a week. I'm getting out for about a 10 to 15 minute walk. Um, I also try to like kind of like habit stack this where if you stare at something vast, like off in the distance, your pupils will um, shrink, and that the shrinking of the pupils actually suggests that your body is going into more of a relaxed state. And so, it's for me, it's just a beautiful way to start the day. I'm gonna be staring at devices all day long where my mm-hmm. pupils will be dilated, they'll be in a fight or flight. Um, by staring at something that's like off in the distance, out yeah. of the ocean, at the mountains, you actually kind of hack your way into getting into Harmonize. a into a restful state.
0: Yeah, it also relaxes certain muscles in your eyes cuz we look at things that are like, you know, within a foot of our face almost all day. And so you use different eye muscles yeah. looking at something that's close versus something that's far away, and you'll almost like it feels really really nice. We used to do this all the time together distance looking. Yep. Looking at something in the distance, you'll feel certain parts of your eye like relax almost and it feels like Really soothing. It's kind of crazy.
1: Totally. So that's kind of the morning, um, and then in the evening, after a full day's worth of work, um, I'm putting my blue light block. Well, I, I go for a walk. We go for a walk in the evening as mm-hmm. the sun is setting, essentially, yeah. uh, making sure to get my eyeballs on that sunset, and then we throw blue light blockers on uh, for the evening, and then that's essentially it. I have a JuveLite handheld device. And I'll use that sometimes because um, it's really supportive of keeping your skin and hair cells healthy. So I'll, you know, spot treat it on little spots that are thinning on my hair. Um, or I'll put the juve light on my junk too. Because it's like the, the red light exposure is, is um, the, I don't know if there's like clinical data. I think there's like a study with rats or something where it's supportive of testosterone. And spurt. They put
0: it on the little rat balls? Little
1: rat balls. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, you know, every now and then throw it nearby and uh just in case that's it's I can't say that I've noticed like massive uh you know testosterone gains from
0: But you have increased your testosterone naturally. Yes. over mm-hmm. the last few years yeah. so Yeah.
1: So this this to me uh red light and sunlight therapy is a critical component to an overall healthy life and absolutely a key ingredient for to to my longevity and my well-being yeah I'm five plus years using a juve light I love the meditative red that it that it promotes and kind of like gives me this little cocoon of mm-hmm. of 10 Warm to 15 light. minutes where I can really focus yeah. on on what I'm trying to manifest in life yeah. including my wellness um, I absolutely have felt how much quicker I recover after workouts mm-hmm. by having a consistent red light practice um, my skin my hair I, I really have not aged much like thank God um, from like even when we got married in our early 20s yeah
0: you look the same
1: and then having adopted a more strict sunlight protocol in the last year or so um, my sleep is significantly better my my alertness my awake my waking hours are much more dialed in
0: decrease those poofas we don't burn anymore that's
1: right so yeah um, I love this light baby
0: yeah I don't really need to add anything we use the juve lights very similarly Mm -hmm. I'm using one of them every day, at least. Um, So I think you did a great job explaining, but they do have different sizes depending on the space that you have, depending on your budget, uh, depending on what you need it for. Um, And we do have a discount code with Juve. And, And this is what I'll add, BT dubs. There are a lot of copycats out there that literally are just using red light bulbs
1: right there's no
0: like it's not just red light bulbs it's a specific frequency a a frequency of light and juve is like the og at home red light device company there are a lot of them out there juve is the og
1: the og these are high quality these are these are what is used by many professional athletes yeah. and they're not public about it because they don't want other people knowing yeah, this so, so there are high profile yeah. athletes and we're using and this for recovery. performance um individuals who are using this for recovery and longevity yeah. and and the people there couldn't be it's a family business yeah these guys so are nice. geniuses yeah they're scientific masters mm-hmm. and um I'm just so grateful to be connected to them because it's been just transformative.
0: Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes if you are interested. All right, last one for me. I'll try to be uh, quick about this one. It's pretty It's pretty straightforward, although it can get sort of complex and I'll explain. So I'm gonna be thanking myself when I'm 65 years old that I learned in my 20s how to read ingredient lists and understand what is going in, inside and on top of my body in the form of food, drinks, supplements and personal care products. So this could absolutely and maybe it will be at some point. This could absolutely be a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, kind of stick to high level here, but put simply, to be conscious consumers who are trying to stack the the longevity deck in our favor, we must, it's a non-negotiable, we must be aware of what's going inside our body and on top of our body. Um, So this is one of those things that's so critical to overall health. It should be taught in school, absolutely. If I created a school, it would be like from elementary age, we're learning how to read an ingredient list. It's not taught in school. So then we get into our 30s and maybe you hear on the medicine podcast that you shouldn't be eating or ingesting canola or vegetable oil because it's toxic to your DNA. What? I never knew that. Um, or you know, you learn that drugstore makeup has carcinogens in it. It's like, how are they able to sell this stuff on the shelf, yeah. right? You don't know what you don't know.
1: Don't put it on top of her. <laughs>
0: It's an inside joke. <laughs> All right. So this is not a case where what I don't know won't hurt me. What you don't know won't hurt you. There's that old adage yeah. that doesn't apply here. It's it's my belief, it's my conviction that when we know better, especially in this area of our life, when we know better, we can choose to do better. Hey homie, did you hear that Organifi? The creators of the best and most delicious green juice in the world now has a crisp apple version. You guys, it is so dang good. I love the original green juice, but this may be my new favorite Organifi product. The apple taste isn't too strong. It's just the right amount. So green juice crisp apple has all the same benefits of the original green juice with a new crisp twist and refreshing taste and only two grams of sugar using organic whole apple sources handpicked from our home state of Washington. Holler! I drink green juice on a daily basis because the clinical dose of ashwagandha really helps support my body's stress response and cortisol levels. And you know what they say. You're either making stress hormones or sex hormones, not both. So green juice really is sexy. To grab your new sexy green juice, crisp apple, go to Organifi.com and remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, at checkout for a hefty 20% off on all your Organifi orders. Cheers and love, boo. As it relates to longevity, how does this affect our overall longevity, knowing what's going inside and on top of our bodies? Is a little bit of high fructose corn syrup going to kill you? No. Is a little bit of parabens in your shampoo going to kill you? No. But just for reference, the average American is not just having a little bit of these things. The average American is taking in about 79 pounds of high fructose corn syrup every year which is linked to all sorts of problems in the body. Diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease. Another example is upwards of 80% of cosmetics contain one of the dirty dozen ingredients like parabens, coal tar dyes, or formaldehyde-releasing ingredients. These chemicals, toxins, and unhealthy ingredients little by little start to add up. They start to fill our stress buckets right? These stress buckets over time get overloaded. They get overwhelmed. They start spilling over. That starts to manifest as disease.
1: Well, and then, I mean, somebody like Paul Chacken in the, in the eat, move and be healthy system, he says 80, 20, Mm -hmm. like, yo, the body's meant to handle this stuff. That's what we got these filtration systems, like our livers and our kidneys are for, but this is so much more than 20. Oh yeah. And then this is stress, right? This is stress on the body. Well, guess what else is stress? lifting Mm -hmm. we already talked about strength well when you go into the gym and you're pushing that's a stress activity so that's going into the stress bucket too Mm -hmm. you've got environmental exposure you've got some of this other bullshit
0: job stress
1: job stress relationship stress you didn't sleep well and all of a sudden these things that should be normal life stressors and some of them intentional stressors Mm -hmm. are filling up the bucket to where now these are becoming detrimental to health and longevity
0: yeah so it starts this sort of cascade of events in the body Hormone disruption, mitochondrial dis- dysfunction, um, immune system, breaking down, etc., etc., etc. cetera. Excess
1: fat? Yeah, like exactly. Fat? But it's,
0: that starts with, th- that's a downstream. Like being obese is a downstream Absolutely. effect of something that's happening Your upstream. Your body's trying
1: to protect itself from the toxicity by by sending fat to protect itself and circulate this fucking toxin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So
0: slowly over time, cells don't function properly, which leads them to die, which then leads to tissue damage, tissue death, which then leads to organ problems that, which then leads to organ systems failing. And that's when we have really big problems that require a diagnosis. And so we need to educate ourselves on what we can be doing. Um, now, today, <laughs> you can't say that you don't know. You heard it here. We need to be looking at ingredient lists and we need to be choosing. You don't. You don't need to. <laughs> I'll say we have it as an option to choose better. And if you want to stack the deck in your favor for longevity, it's important to understand this aspect of health. We get to choose this. We don't have to do anything. So we can choose cleaner options uh, so that we can limit the amount of junk that our body has to sort through. But I will say there's a, a bit of a disclaimer here. This is a fine line. On one end of the spectrum are the individuals who have no idea that they should be reading ingredient lists, or maybe they just really don't care. That's on one end of the spectrum. The far extreme other end of the spectrum are people who sort of make it their religion. To understand every single toxin in everything around us, we all have seen these Instagram accounts where their whole thing is just here's all the toxic shit in the world, in your life, all the things that you have to get rid of, all the things that you have to throw out because they're causing all of these problems. It sort of becomes an obsession with some people and both ends of the spectrum are getting, you know, having stress on their bodies from the toxic ingredients that they're consuming. The other end of the spectrum is stress, psychological stress on the body um, because they're so obsessed with understanding every single little toxin in everything, your mattress, your, your shoes, your clothes, your makeup, your, this, your, your fork, your cups, like you can go crazy with this. So I'm not promoting that. I think this is one of those cases where you can find a happy medium, and be aware, be on the lookout, but not make it your religion. Which is sort of where I like to land. I don't want to be the person who can't have a slice of birthday cake because they didn't first see the ingredient list, or whatever. Like I don't want it to. Uh, we don't want it to let it, you know, impact our life and relationships. So let's try to meet in the middle. Yeah.
1: So most people would say. Put your time and attention if you're flipping the product around to look at the label on calories and macros. I would argue that prioritize ingredients before figuring out what proper ratios need to happen with your macros. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. So what do we do? Of course, we can't go through every single product that we use, but here's some general things that we uh, try to stick to. We're aware that we can never fully escape toxins. There, These are uh, just a few of the practices that we've leaned into in the last couple of years that have really helped us. So we always choose organic produce whenever possible, which most of the time it is possible. We always choose organic non-GMO, 100% grass-fed pastured meat when possible. We already talked about that. We have a wild pastures meat subscription box that comes every month and we just keep our freezer stocked and we have, we always have options for regenerative, farmed, organic, grass-finished uh, animal protein options. And again, that Uh, link and discount code will be in the show notes. We read every ingredient list possible. If we're out at a restaurant, if somebody made us dinner, of course, those are instances where it doesn't really work out. But if we're making our food or if we're grocery shopping, the first thing we do is flip it over. And what I'm looking for is, does it have any toxic oils that I don't want to consume? You can think of VCCCSSS. Vegetable oil, canola oil, cottonseed, corn, soybean, sunflower, safflower.
1: So many of those sound so innocent. I know. They sound sunflower. so pretty.
0: Canola oil. It sounds so beautiful. Yeah. It's not. It Industrial
1: um, lube. Isn't that what canola it is, oil yeah. is?
0: It is. Uh, yeah. It's been used as like an industrial lubricant. Um, there's so many issues with these oils. I'm very adamant about consuming as little as humanly possible. They're hidden in so many different foods that seem like health foods. Protein bars, salad dressings, granola, even something like dried fruit will be covered in canola oil for the texture or to keep them separated. It's a lubricant, keeping them separated. So just be aware and start looking at ingredient lists. This is something that you can start today and be better off for it now and in the future. If you want to learn more about exactly all the science behind why these oils are toxic and unfriendly to your DNA and cellular structure, I highly recommend looking into the research of Dr. Kate with a C Shanahan. Um, I will link uh, an article or her website in the show notes and you can learn more. This is one of my number one health tips across the board is get these as low as possible. They are extremely inflammatory. They perpetuate disease. They're just not good.
1: We cook and or make snacks with olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, or butter primarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was about it. Yep. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other ones. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
0: There's a bunch of other ones. And again, Kate Shanahan on her website has which oils are to be avoided which are okay and what temperatures and everything that you can heat all of these up to Uh, so highly recommend checking that out a couple more here practices we we do to decrease our toxic load i've switched all of my makeup basically to beauty counter which is a clean brand um and if you're interested in making the switch or you know switching little by little, you don't have to do a complete overhaul, but um, I'll have the link in the show notes, or you can always reach out to me if you have questions there. I also use Clear Stem skincare, have been for years. They are anti-acne and anti-aging, which is great, but they also pride themselves on having no param- parabens, no hormone disruptors, and no... Cl- Poor clogging ingredients, uh, so I really I trust them. I love them. Know the founders well. Uh, I will also link in the show notes. And then lastly, the uh, sort of resource that I'm going to speak to is the medicine cabinet. So our digital medicine cabinet on our website at themedicine.com. It's a, a cache basically of a bunch of the brands companies products that we know and love and trust use every day in our life and that we have vetted like crazy so you can check those out if you want to see more of the the products and brands that we trust and love love that anything you want to add there
1: nope nailed it all right last one for me last one alcohol free this is a big one and i've been alcohol free not completely um but I, I stopped essentially drinking alcohol regularly um, at about 29 30 and uh, been one of the best decisions I've ever made for my health and I think my old the older version of myself would would similarly come back and be like keep it up man.
0: We actually c- both quit alcohol at the around the exact same time when we were separated. yeah that's true. I just got to the point where I was like, I don't think this is kind to my body. yeah it doesn't feel right yeah and I just was like I'm just going to stop.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. I can remember the last time I was pretty drunk. It was 2018. So yeah, 20, 20 yeah. 28 or so. We
0: are so aligned.
1: Um, so what are the general benefits to to not drinking alcohol and or drinking it very, very infrequently? Well, drinking too much, even just like not just over time, but even on a single occasion can take a serious toll on your health, your brain. Alcohol interferes with the brain's communication pathways and can affect the way that the brain works, but actually looks. Like, you can Google Mm -hmm. brain on alcohol. Um, These disruptions to the brain are going to have downstream issues as it pertains to your behavior, to your mood. It's going to make it harder for you to think clearly and then even physically move with any sort of coordination. Your heart, cardiomyopathy, which is the stretching and drooping of the heart muscle itself.
0: That's such a bad
1: visual. Totally. Uh, Irregular heartbeats. Arrhythmia. Mm -hmm. Stroke. uh, High blood pressure. These are lovely elements... Of downstream issues as it pertains to alcohol and the heart. Uh, Liver. I think people talk about this all the time, jokingly. Yeah. I just beat the hell out of my liver from last (laughs) night. Well, heavy drinking absolutely takes a toll on the liver. Super tough look. Can lead to a variety of problems. At the simplest, it's liver inflammation. Um, At the worst, it's a full shutdown and liver failure. Yeah. Pancreas and digestion. Alcohol causes the pancreas to produce toxic substances that can eventually lead to pancreatitis, which is like a, a brutal, brutally dangerous inflammation of the pancreas itself. Alcohol disrupts digestion. Some of the, In addition to the toxins that are released inside of the body that can totally wreck digestion, as you consume this uh, toxin, that is alcohol, your body's system prioritizes dealing with this instead of digestion. Oftentimes, alcohol is paired with food, oftentimes not great food. So, you're getting these hydrogenated vegetable oils that you just spelled out, and the body's natural immune system is now directed towards the toxicity of alcohol, fully exposed for uh, these toxic oils to come just wreck the body. So, you're, oftentimes, you're dealing with pub food and alcohol, mm-hmm. and your body is left like WTF, bro. Cancer. So, according to the National Cancer Institute, quote, there is a strong scientific consensus that alcohol drinking can cause several types of cancer. Lovely. It seems like I'm a total downer on alcohol. <laughs> uh, the immune system. Drinking too much can weaken your immune system, making your body a much easier target for disease. Even drinking on a single occasion will keep the body from effectively warding off immune threats for up to 24 hours after having that drink
0: yeah not good not good so
1: obviously like downer stuff i do love like being buzzed i i have had so much fun on alcohol in my life and my 20s before i got hangovers and felt like complete garbage like i'm glad i experienced it yeah. that being said there is a there is an end point and yeah. actually not even an end point a transition point which i'll get to mm-hmm. but first like why is this supportive of longevity to to stop drinking alcohol or to minimize it to very very little for context I probably have somewhere between five to ten drinks a year. Yeah, same. In its report on carcinogens, the National Toxicity Program of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services lists. That's a freaking huge title to a to an organization here. Um, lists alcohol as a known human carcinogen quote the evidence indicates that the more alcohol a person drinks particularly the more alcohol a person drinks regularly over time the higher his or her risk of developing an alcohol associated cancer even those who have no more than one drink per day and people uh, and people who binge drink which was actually people who consume four or more drinks uh at a time in one sitting which i'm like the amount of people that I know who drink more than four or five drinks in one sitting—that's less than a, an average Friday night for people, right? Anyway, uh, I
0: never like realized that that was binge, literally defined as binge drinking.
1: Even so, so even these types of folks will have an increased, a noticeable increased risk of cancer. So this this was data from a 2009 study, and it's it's about a four um, percent. Four percent cancer deaths in the United States, which is like 20,000, uh, can be directly traced to alcohol consumption. So, obviously, like, concerning shit. Yeah. <laughs> Clear patterns have emerged between alcohol consumption and uh, cancer, but, like, specifically, it actually hits a host of different issues. So, it's not just, like, one spot. It's, like, not just the liver, right? It's, it's a host of others head and neck cancer including oral cavity uh larynx and pharynx cancers like just
0: parts of the throat b-
1: brutal like brutal yeah. I've, I've known people with throat cancer just yeah and and they've consumed like cheap alcohol like mm-hmm. bottom shelf plastic bottled alcohol these people got throat cancer um esophagus cancer liver cancer breast cancer no, uh, if you want more information, cause I'm like literally just listing a couple and it's, it's intimidating, frightening, and scary to go to the national cancer Institute's webpage and look for the section alcohol and cancer risk, which is where I got this from. It's, it's concerning. And these yeah. people are like straight up. They're not, not sure quoting mm-hmm. anything. Um, but I mean, I could have spent hours on, on yeah. what all this looks like.
0: And it's, it's scary because it's such a, I'm not judging anyone. I'm not passing any shade or whatever. Like I said, we do drink on occasion, but it's so woven into so many different aspects of our culture. It's the only drug, and it is a drug, if you don't do it, people assume you have a problem.
1: And, and this is the thing, it's like, and this is where I'm getting into how, how this looks in our life. I think getting buzzed is fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's healthy. I think yeah. it's I think it's an important part of the human experience to elevate or alter one's state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that is amplified in a fun loving environment in the community. So I like socially being buzzed. But what concerns me about about alcohol is how detrimental this is to your health. Yeah. And knowing full well that there are alternatives. So let me list some of those. What is What does our life look like with alcohol and or alcohol alternatives? Well first I should say, like I said, I do drink. I'm not stone sober. I drink, let's just say it's eight times a year. When I do, I stick to biodynamic, low sugar wine like Dry Farm Wines. You go back and listen to our episode with the founder of Dry Farm Wines, literally less than one gram of sugar per bottle, uh, very ethically sourced, very, very clean. Fitvine Wine is another brand that, that has similar attributes. I don't know them well like I do Dry Farm Wines, but I have had their wine, felt fine, totally been great. And you know what? Sometimes I just, I, I don't care what the quality, um, or, or I should say what the the sourcing and the ingredients and the macro profile looks like. If I'm at a nice steakhouse, a, a glass of red wine sounds fantastic. So mm-hmm. I just get a glass of red wine, right? Yeah. Like, don't be a, a freaking hypochondriac about some of this stuff.
0: We also have brought our dry farm wine to a restaurant yeah. in and in- you know, they just, they have like an uncorking fee or whatever. And you, so you can bring your own.
1: Totally. Other yeah. times we're traveling, we're on vacation, we're, we're yeah. socializing it. Sometimes a friend wants to buy a drink for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I, I feel like all of that is great energy and great vibes. So I'll get a, a, a bourbon or a whiskey or a vodka soda or an old fashioned, you and I will split an old fashioned mm-hmm. every now and then. And I, I like the feeling. So, uh, moderation right and, and and maybe more than just moderation like minimalization as it pertains yeah, to yeah, yeah, alcohol yeah. but damn it i love a buzz mm-hmm. i love it so instead of consuming alcohol i actually usually prefer kratom or kava and i mentioned at this top of the episode um but i have been consuming for a couple of years now feel free from botanic tonics yeah feel free comes in a tonic slash like elixir drink mm-hmm. like a little shot or they actually make capsules now because some people, you know, don't particularly like I prefer the capsules. Yeah. Uh, It's a combination of 10 parts kava and one part kratom leaf extract. So kava is from a root and kratom is from a leaf, both of which come from uh, the South Pacific and Southeast Asian uh, regions. And they've been used in not just like wellness, but in social environments for hundreds, Mm -hmm. if not thousands of years, they promote a euphoric feeling. Um, A bliss, quote unquote bliss, not unlike the buzz from Mm -hmm. alcohol, except it does not come in uh, with this kind of like tuned out uh, feeling that you can, once you get past the buzz of alcohol, you kind of tune out. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Kratom and Kava, you actually engage. So I like to say you tune in. Mm -hmm. You also don't have a hangover. If you over, you can overdo it. I'm not going to lie to you. You can overdo it on Kratom. You'll get... um, a little bit of a stomachache. Yeah, it's, actually, it's a clear, hard line.
0: It's a built-in failsafe because I've had, you know, I've just measured wrong. I wasn't like binging it. I just like kind of measured a little bit more than I usually take, and it was a, it was a s- severe. I'll say severe stomach ache. Like it, if you take a lot more than your body can handle, so it's a, it's a failsafe. But you
1: don't lose faculties. No, you don't lose your uh, the the lines of reality aren't blurred
0: judgment is not impaired at all you're
1: actually very euphoric it's equivalent to that first little buzz that you feel when you have like a like a margarita on a hot friday afternoon or something Um, but so much more data around its lack of toxicity now Mm -hmm. again all transparency kratom is technically addicting it is about as addicting as like the coffee plant is addicting. So caffeine and how it responds to your body because it acts on your opioid receptors. Mm -hmm. So I definitely suggest people don't take more than two servings a day and don't have more than two or three days a week where you consume feel free. Yeah, I do know people that have it every single day and they're fine. Yeah, I'm just being conservative Mm -hmm. because I have a compulsive personality. I love the feeling of, being on feel free like i really freaking love it and so for me it's like yo dude stick to when you want to podcast stick to you want to have a social event or something
0: yeah Um, i love it before podcasting i I took some uh, some of the capsules yeah before we started and it it's definitely it's a lightness but it's also like laser focused on you know the topic or whatever
1: and so with that i'm stoked that uh botanic tonics is actually going to send a listener hey uh, feel free yeah so if you guys share this episode to your instagram story and tag the medicine podcast it'd be great if you tagged me too i'm i'm the uh chasing one uh the underscore chase underscore one or you can just search my name chase reamy on instagram um and we will send you uh, we'll choose a name from, from anybody who shares uh, this episode, and after about a week or so, we will choose a name and send you a free, feel-free product.
0: Yeah. Make sure you tag me, because I'm the one that counts uh, yeah. the the entries. <laughs> so, make sure, if you're going to tag anyone, you can tag us all, The Medicine, Chase, Mimi underscore the medicine, uh, but make sure you've tagged me because I'm the one that keeps a tally of who's entered. um, And... Uh, If you have a private account, if you have a private Instagram account, you need to send it to me directly because I don't always see private mentions uh, when you mention me in your story. So a little bit of housekeeping there. Totally.
1: So that's really exciting. I I, I love sharing this with people. Like I always take it to social events and mm -hmm. I'll be like, dude, just try this. Just trust me. Yeah. Just try this. Yeah.
0: People love it.
1: And they'll be like, yeah, dude, this is very euphoric. Yeah. 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 Um, huge fan. And uh, we know the people there as well. Um, both the investor and then the founder. Really, really great human beings. So could not recommend these guys enough.
0: And if you don't win, we do have a discount code yeah, as we well. Yeah, we
1: do. It's on, this is on the medicine cabinet as well. Yep. Um, last piece uh, as it pertains to this alcohol conversation. Um, I consume biodynamic cannabis and we both, do. we both do. And this is such a beautiful alternative with so many profound health benefits. If you want to know more about biodynamic cannabis specifically, you can go back and listen to our episode with our, our good friend, Ryan Sprague, who is a master mm-hmm. a, as it pertains to all things, healthy and conscious consumption of cannabis.
0: I don't think that there is a more informed or educated individual on this planet <laughs> Uh, when it comes to cannabis, then Ryan Sprague. No, brag.
1: I freaking love Ryan Sprague. Uh, I we, we can put these episodes in the show notes because so we've referenced three or four now. Yeah, um, that you guys can check these out. But uh, we also vaporize our cannabis at a very, very low heat, and um, we get it from an incredible source. Um, I won't name drop him on this episode, but this guy is a is a freaking sweet, angelic human being, <laughs> and I'm so grateful for him because um, he has amplified not just like. Something that is fun for me, but my wellness, the way that I think, the kind of conversations that we get to have. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of
0: podcast topic, uh, a lot of podcast episode topics. Yeah. uh, You know, discovered, dived into, shared amongst the spirit of cannabis.
1: Sweet, vaporized sativa. Let's go, (laughs) baby. Uh, That is it, guys. That That is is it. it. We'll recap these six things
0: health practices. Health
1: practices. That our future selves will come back in time and visit us and say, Oh my God, you guys. We'll thank be you. giving
0: ourselves a hug from so, the past.
1: Number one, prioritizing high quality protein. Two, goes hand in hand, strength training. Three, we've got Immune Intel AHCC, the mm-hmm. mushroom unicorn product. Four, we've got light, specifically red light and sunlight. We've got checking ingredient lists and avoiding those toxic oils and personal care products that have garbage in them. And lastly, alcohol-free, baby. Let's go.
0: Yep. We, um, <clears throat> we really enjoy sharing this stuff with you guys. If you got any value out of this, if you enjoyed it, if you laughed, if you cried, <laughs> if you... Maybe with your last one with alcohol, I don't know. Um, we would love you to... Share the episode, tell a friend, and let us know what you think. You could leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or leave us a comment on YouTube. We would love to to see what you think and hear what you thought of the episode. Before we say goodbye, I want to know from you, my love, you thought I forgot. What is your medicine today?
1: My medicine today was connecting with a friend who also feels like a sister, who also happens to be someone I get to work with. Mm. And uh, Michaela, giving you a shout out. I know you don't listen to the podcast, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, she's just such an awesome person and um, got to go to coffee today and talk a little bit of work, but but connect and catch up. And um, gosh, I'm an introvert, but I just, I just am so grateful for the deep connections and relationships that i have and michaela is a very special person to me so it was so incredible just to get some one-on-one time with her today
0: Mm, i love that
1: yeah what about you what is your medicine
0: um my medicine today and just lately um is just bathing in my gratitude for you I don't know if it's where I'm at in my cycle or just because you're looking extra fly, extra fine. I got a
1: Gary Payton, 1994 Sonics Jersey on. And it's <laughs> Maybe it's because you've been AF. hitting those
0: protein goals. I don't know. Um, but I just, I have had so many moments over the course of the last, you know, two, three, four days where I'm just like, I just stop in my tracks and I just like watch you and smile and, uh, I'm just overwhelmed with, beauty and gratitude uh, for you in my life. And that i you're my best friend and you're my partner in everything. And um, I just, I always uh, want to, I want to let myself get overwhelmed by the gratitude often, all the time. And it just happens naturally. But um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you in my life. And gratitude is an amazing medicine. And it's one that I like to indulge in often.
1: Mm, I love it.
0: Love you too. Mm.
1: Thanks for tuning in guys. We love having you with us.
0: Thanks for hanging with us. Um, Let us know what you thought of the episode and we will talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Hey friend. Thanks for listening. Did you hear anything today that expanded your mind? Made you laugh? touched your soul, or caused you to think differently about this topic? I hope so. I invite you to share this episode with someone you love. It takes 30 seconds and has the potential for a great ripple effect. Our world needs more people having real, honest, and open-minded dialogue on big topics. And you never know, you may just change their entire day. We love you and appreciate you being here with us. Cheers.